I am Linda. And I'm Sarah. I'm a boomer mom. I'm a millennial daughter. And we're here to talk about relationships. All kinds of relationships. So without further ado, let's, let's get, get relational. relational. Well, hello everyone. We are back with Let's Get Relational season two now. Where we talk about what it's like to create an extraordinary life. Season one, we talked about all kinds of relationships all the ways that you relate to people in your life. Mm -hmm. Whether it's peers or moms and kids and dads and daughters and the whole gamut. Yeah. And so we talked a lot about relationships and what we realized throughout that episode was really what we're about is helping you create an extraordinary life. Yeah. So we found was, as we talked with people, that a lot of people were feeling like the pandemic really gave them this sense of um, uneasiness and and a, a, a greater awareness of where they weren't happy. So where they thought they were happy in their lives before the pandemic began, every single month that wore on the pandemic allowed them to see where things weren't exactly great. Yeah, it was. it's like feeling, you know, like everything's on the right track, and you're doing the right thing, you're doing all the things, you're like, yeah, this is going pretty well, and then the pandemic hits, and you're just like, oh. oh. That was, uh, I was walking around with like blinders on and noise canceling headphones, uh, for where I really am in my life. And, um, you know, I experienced some of that too, of like getting in habits and, and realizing that I really needed to break some habits to actually fulfill some dreams that I've had for like the last decade. Yeah. It's been the last decade. Yeah. Ooh, the last decade. So... Yeah, maybe even a little more, but at least yeah, the last decade. at least the last decade, so. Yeah, I think one of the things that happened is people who were going on in their lives, successful relationships, successful careers, successful uh, parenting, perhaps, um, all of a sudden things were different and their way mm -hmm. of relating was different, so a lot of things got brought to the surface. We saw a huge increase in alcohol use, a huge increase in domestic violence, a huge increase in child abuse. And that is not cool, you know, to say the least. No, no. Um, and so the thing that uh, it made us really start thinking about in our own lives, what was, what are the challenges and the opportunities of a pandemic? And, you know, for me, I had to look at it from the perspective of, I felt like it tore everything down yeah. to the bare minimums. And I really looked at what relationships made me feel expansive, what work made me feel like it was a joy to be alive. What, where did I really like myself and where was I really happy in my life? What, what did happiness even mean? You know, yeah. and, and it really gets so clear in a pandemic and especially for us, we live in Northern California mm -hmm. and the isolation we've experienced. You know, for those of you who live in other very open states and counties, we just got 25% indoor dining back. Yeah. And so it's been a long haul here and we've been encouraged to be in small social groups. And, um, and so we picked some of those, but it really brought to light what, um, what our, the quality of our relationships was like. And it's not like we wanted to trade in our relationships. It wasn't like we were no. like, oh, let's go find some new friends. No. It was, what's the quality of them like? And if I want it to be different, how am I gonna be different? And how am I going to address that in those relationships? Yeah, and it's also being aware of, you know, your friends are going to going through the same stuff that you're going through too. Like all your whole family is. Like everyone is dealing with the pandemic in their own 
way the best that they can. And for a lot of people that the best that they're doing right now is not even close to the best that they were doing pre-pandemic. And the thing is, that is okay too. So it's, it's just knowing what your capacity is currently with dealing with a global crisis um, and the capacity of the people around you because we are all affected. Even if you say you're not, you are. Um, uh, you are. Um, but uh, working with that understanding, it also allows you to um, be more, uh, what, 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 what's the word? I think, uh, not necessarily more forgiving, but you know, you're, you're able to. Oh, for sure. Forgiving but, and compassionate. But yeah, more, more, yeah, it is more forgiving and more compassionate with the people around you because, you know, they're not able to be at 110% right now. You're not able to be 110% right now. Um, so their capacity for being able to reach out and do things with you, even if it's online, could be very, very different. So it's just knowing that that is a thing that's going on with everyone is, is, is something that you kind of like, oh, right, you know, we're all kind of suffering here. And when we're suffering, we're not able to do as much as we, we were able to before. We're not able to engage or connect as easily. Um, and if you're still in like survival mode, basically, that, that makes it even harder as well. Yeah, I think that as we're coming out of this uh, a year of a global pandemic, one of the things we have to really look at is being compassionate and forgiving mm -hmm. with yourself. And, you know, maybe you didn't learn another language. Maybe you didn't invent something. Maybe you didn't learn to code, you know, write or, or write your novel. Yeah. You know, maybe you didn't do any of those things. But as we always say, we live through it. Yeah. And it's, we it, made it. This is not like anything I've ever experienced before. I've experienced um, trauma. I've experienced uh, challenge, all of those kinds of things. But none of us listening to this broadcast have ever experienced this. There are people who are in their 90s who I don't expect are listening to this who've experienced some other kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, but for most of us in our lifetime, we have not experienced this and no one knows how to do it. And yeah. no one is doing it right, quote unquote. Yeah, there's no rule book for this. There's no rule book for handling this kind of stuff, you know. Um, it's you're going with what works and if it sort of works, then you'll go with it. Um, you're because it, it's all about surviving right now where a lot of people are just in survival mode of just trying to like hang on to the remnants of normalcy that we have left. <laughs> well, and I think so, as, we're, as we're coming out of it, yeah, I think what you're finding is that people are looking at, well, what do I want? I mean, there have been some really great opportunities from the pandemic and that's part of what we wanted to talk about today. So. You know, so for one of the opportunities for me was to grow deep, more deeply in certain friendships mm -hmm. for me. I, I, um, there was a period of my life when I loved having big parties. I'd have 200 people over. And when you're hosting the party, you know, you're, you're the person who's moving around everybody, making sure everybody's having a good time, but not a lot of time for quality intimacy kinds of conversations. Yeah. And um, everybody gets busy. You know, everybody's busy, busy, busy. And suddenly we weren't busy anymore. So what did that mean? And for me, it really meant exploring opportunities and friendships. And um, for me, exploring opportunities and patience. So that as I was frustrated with friends at times, and occasionally I was short with people, and I usually apologize. I think I might have missed that once or twice. And with Sarah, I'd be short with her or whatever, and, and not as understanding and compassionate as I maybe wanted to be. But it gave me a great opportunity to learn to be compassionate and forgiving of myself, and also to be able to go back and say, hey, 
I know I was kind of judgy or I was kind of short or, you know, maybe I was expecting too much of this or maybe I wasn't clear in what I was asking for. And it's really given me the opportunity personally to look at all of those things and the way I communicate. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's made me look at who is too much work to communicate with. You know, and I don't mean that to like say that people aren't worth it. They are worth it to me. And, and uh, I love the people in my life. But some of them, in a one-to-one basis, they don't have the capacity to connect and to um, have a conversation the way that I am craving now. That's the one thing that came out of the pandemic for me is just an absolute craving for deep personal intimacy and connection. And I love that. I love that that's... I want to reject everything else. I don't want to go out to lots of happy hours and wine tasting and parties and things like that. I want to do some of that kind of stuff, but I really, really want that deeper connection and that that intimacy that comes when you're in smaller groups of people and one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Like, for me, I was definitely realizing that um, a lot of my friends went back are kind of stuck in situations where it's they're not super happy but again they're surviving because that this is you know what they need to be doing um and so and and in some ways it's like they you can fall back on habits if you're 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 stuck in like a, a daily routine and so that's what i've noticed that sometimes my friends will get in habits um and i'll notice that they're like um you know like you're getting in your head a lot lately like you're just kind of sitting up here worrying about a lot of things, feeling anxious about a lot of things. And like, I know that they're not the only ones. Like, and like, it's not to say that I'm not feeling it that at all. Like that happens to me, that'll happen to my mom. Um, it's, it's just that we go through periods of time of, uh, you know, feeling relatively okay and then feeling very not okay. Um, and so it's just like this roller coaster. Um, that we've been on since the very beginning of the pandemic. And as the pandemic continues, like maybe the the dips and turns and things and the loop-de-loops will be fewer and farther apart, but they're still going to be there. Um, so it's just kind of knowing that we're on a roller coaster. It's accepting that the pandemic is a roller coaster. We're kind of in it for the ride and the long haul at this point. So how do we prepare for the upcoming, you know, twists and turns and the ups and downs and the loop-de-loops? I think that's a really good point because the thing is, we don't really know how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and there are going to be a lot of people who've changed what they want. So people you thought you might see again, maybe they've gone a whole different route and are uh, have, have created new relationships with other people, mm-hmm. you know, and... I think that we have to really look at how comfortable we've gotten in our isolation. Some of us got more comfortable than we expected. And and I'm not talking about the introverts. I'm talking about the people that, you know, it, it was painful to be out in the world, the little bits that we could. And it was painful to be uh, aware of relationships that just weren't what you thought they were. And it was painful to feel like you were getting triggered and, tra- and of, of some of your trauma from your past and you were taking it out on your child. You were taking it out on your spouse. You were taking it out on your friends, your colleagues. And it's time now to really look at what really happened for you. And it's funny. We were driving down the road the other day, and I said, oh, my gosh, do you remember the beginning when there was no traffic on the road? Mm Because we're all supposed to only stay in our neighborhoods. And, in fact, they closed our neighborhood parks. We could only walk in our neighborhood. I found a, a friend with a vineyard that I walked in the vineyard, you know, behind their house. 
Um, but we weren't able to do things. And I think some of us have kind of forgotten what we've been through. And so yeah. for me now, it's really been taking a look at what we've been through. Now as we see like there's there's a, a point on the horizon where something's going to be different. It's going to be better than it was. But we honestly don't know what it looks like. Um, I'm starting yeah. to see in our area of the country and some other areas, outdoor concerts coming back in really large venues. You know, and, and as vaccinations come into play, people are saying, yeah, let's go back to doing these things. But I'll be curious to see what really happens in terms of what people are interested in doing and what what they've learned through this. Yeah. You know, for me, and I know for you too, there have been a lot of um, really great opportunities. And, and one of them is about, you know, for you committing to some things differently. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole unfulfilled dreams, right? Um, so, like with the pandemic you're not you're you're not having the opportunity to go out as often so you're not as busy you have some more free time on your hands um at least a lot of us have experienced that including myself um and so in the very beginning with you know um trying to just cope with stuff i played a lot of video games um, <laughs> uh and so but the realization that i really came to was that like I, I can't I can't sit in that coping mechanism the way that I used to. I just I can't do it. I at this point in my life I can't do that anymore. Um and I need to find other ways of uh of of coping and doing different things that um maybe I used to do and have kind of stopped because of of stress and I wanted to escape from reality. But um like no, like it embracing sort of like again, embracing the roller coaster. Um, you know, like twists and turns are going to happen, but figuring out the best way I can move through that and really commit to what it is that I want to get in my life and have out of my life and do in my life. So one of the things we realized was we, um, did a little birthday trip with a family and a couple of friends mm -hmm. and for my birthday. And one of the things that we experienced was, um, I asked her before we went, are there things you don't want to do? And she said, no, it's your birthday. I'm going to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I said, it was just, it was, it's your week. I'll say yes to everything you want. And I, but this is not how we usually travel together. We have a good time traveling together, but a lot of it's because I've adapted to what her introvert needs are. And so, you know, I'll leave her in the hotel room so she gets her alone time while I go do something else. Um, because I, I know that's what works. But she really learned something from that week. And I, I think it was reflective of how you've been spending a lot of this last year. Yeah, where I've really tried to go more with the flow and just to get out more and do more things that I wouldn't normally be doing, but like, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm stuck at home anyway, I need to get the fuck out of my house. Um, so, uh, so being on that little trip was so helpful in that I really did say yes to everything that she wanted to do. Like, no matter what, I was like, it doesn't matter if no one else says yes, I'll say yes. So we'll, we'll do it. I got you, Ma. I got you. Recovered. Um, well, and it was funny because we came home and, and I uh, went on an adventure with a friend um, and, and I asked her if she wanted to go, but it was too early in the morning. She didn't want to go. It wasn't that early, but too early for her that day. And every single place we went, we all said, because my group of friends know her, we all said, oh, Sarah would love this place. Oh, Sarah would have loved this. And I came home and I said, you know, this might have been one of those things you should have said yes to. And I was like, y you're probably right. So after that little conversation, I... I... I've been like, okay, whenever we decide to go do something, I'm just going to say yes. There's going to be no complaining on my part. There's going to be no like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, no, I'm just going to say yes. So, yeah. So for a lot of people, I think now is the time to consider 
how you want to get re-engaged in life. What does that yeah. look like to you? Um, what have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about the important relationships in your life? And what do you want to take out of this moving forward? I don't care what you did during the pandemic. I don't care if you sat playing video games, reading books, watching movies. I don't care what you did. And um, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to yeah. feel loved. You deserve to feel like you can have the life you want. So my question to you moving forward is, what do you want to take out of this past experience into this next part of your life? What part of you do you want to take with you? And what part of you are you done with? Are you done with the part that's saying no? Mm-hmm. Or are you done with the part that's saying yes? And whose permission permission do you need to say no or yes in your life? Mm, that's a good question. Exactly. I think we, we a lot of us struggle with that. Uh, episode of Buffy the Vampire, the, the, the vampire Slayer that we were watching recently uh, was really funny because one of the characters was like, uh, was getting all uptight and upset spaghetti about um, being called reliable. But that's kind of who she is because she's, she's like a book nerd. She does all her schoolwork. She's always on time. She's always at school, like never miss a day at school. Um, and then it's just like, but, but, but what if I want to be fun? And, and, you know, and it's like, but she also found that, um, she, people would just like kind of force her into doing certain things for them. And she felt that she kind of knew that she was a doormat and was kind of like done with that. She had that realization. So I think there are a lot of people that say yes far too often and wear themselves out. And there's also a lot of people that say no a lot and um, afraid of, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone. And it's like, you gotta find the right balance of towing the line of your comfort zone and also um, saying no to things that you know you're not going to enjoy doing. Yeah, I said yes to a lot of things that I was not totally comfortable with, but I thought I can learn a lot about myself doing this. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't want to say no. I didn't want to live my life in a contracted way. So in in the safe parameters that we could establish for ourselves here, I said yes to a lot of things that taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about what I'm missing. Mm -hmm. It taught me a lot about as we re-engage with people, what I really want in my life and who I really want in my life and who I need to reach out to and um, who I need to be a better friend to. You know, all of those kinds of things. So I just want to wrap this up today with just saying, you know, give it some thought. You know, we've we've got um, a little free uh, guided uh, journal, excuse me, on our website that you can sign up for if you would like it. And it gives you uh, an opportunity to spend 15 to 30 minutes with us just really looking at what the challenges and the opportunities of the pandemic have been and give you a chance to reflect on where you are now at one year into this and where you'd like to be in this next year. Yeah, it's it's just a, a self it's just self-reflection is is really what it's digging into into figuring out what you want, how you've been feeling with the pandemic and, you know, where you want to go next. So, and you can't plot a, a map to where you want to go unless you know where you're starting from. Yeah, so, you need the foundation first. When you get your GPS out, you have to look at where you're starting from in order to get there, <laughs> right? And so let's take some honest reflection and say, oh, this part was actually really great. I loved this part. We cooked at home more. We mm-hmm. did a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and we had small, intimate gatherings. Yeah. And it really changed a lot of our relationships. And Sarah became a little, you know, Yoda uh, to you know some of my friends we were on a vacation it was all my friend ages and family uh-huh. ages 
And so people would, we've had these great talks in the lanai at night, and people would say, I'd really like to hear Sarah's perspective on this. And it was really great that people were really valued her perspective, and she listened to their perspective. And so, you know, I, I really feel like um, we've been doing a great job at, at looking at where we've come from, and I'm not done yet. I, there's a lot I still want to dig into about what this last year has meant for me and um, yeah. and what I want it to mean moving forward and, and how I want it to inform the, the days and the years I have to come. So until the next time, we love you. Mm-hmm. Mwah. Mwah.